In our professional lives, we spend an awful lot of time doing things that negatively impact our ability to function well at work. Why is it that we do that, especially considering how much time we spend at work? Well, perhaps it's because despite learning the technical side of work, no one ever bothered to teach you all the other stuff that you need. Things like fostering a growth mindset, things like improving your self-awareness, strengthening your emotional intelligence, or even just communicating better. But don't worry, never fear. My name is Nancy Elizabeth and I'm here to help. In this professional development podcast, we'll use evidence-based practice from the world of organizational psychology to help you get to where you want to go. Welcome to, but I'm a professional. It's good to see you. Come on in. Hello, professionals. How are you? So glad to see you again. Um, right, just a quick perusal of, uh, what is it, the ranking of uh, percentage of listenership around the world. I can see a little bit of movement from Australia. Well, well, how are things down under? All right, I'll stop. I'm sorry, I don't have a good Australian um accent so I shall not uh, offend nor bore any of you with it any horse happy to see you here uh, come one come all quick question if you listened not just the Australians uh, if any of you listened to the last episode did you just press play on your your podcast provider or did you actually open up to get more information about the episode because I put in a question there and the question was where are you where are you listening from because even though this sort of gives me a country breakdown I don't really have much sense beyond that um, this platform isn't uh, high on detail let me tell you that much um, so yeah it would be nice to to know where where some of you are actually listening uh, more specifically from um, and if you're if you're worried about anonymity or you're worried about you know having your information online and stuff like that, don't worry. Nobody else can see it. Only me. So, um, yeah. If you click on the last episode, uh, like click through it. There's the, in Spotify. I think I don't think it works in Apple. In Spotify, you can you can answer a question there. I think we're going to start to do that a little bit more. Start asking questions uh, because yeah, I don't I don't know what. I don't even know what kind of work you people are doing. And that would be very helpful to know. Okay, on with today's topic. This is the third episode uh, on emotional intelligence, subtitled Relationship Management. Uh, and today what we're talking about is uh, the competency of inspirational leadership. All right. So just a real, real quick review of what, how we got to where we are now. Um, the previous episodes, I defined uh, emotional intelligence as the ability to perceive, understand, and manage emotions in oneself and in others. And I'm sticking with that. 
our baseline um, definition for emotional intelligence is to uh, the ability to perceive, understand, and manage emotions in oneself and in others. Um, similarly, I would like to remind you that I'm continuing to use the framework for EI, the sort of the way it's organized, uh, that Daniel Goleman um, created, which has four domains, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And then within each domain, there are uh, specific competencies that help you uh, develop that, that domain, that skill or that collection of skills, I should say. Um, I have done some episodes on self-management before, uh, so do go back and have a listen, as uh, in the timeless words of Maria Von Trapp, it's a very good place to start. Um, in this particular mini-series, um, and by mini-series I mean the past two episodes, and then this one, and then one more. Um, I'm going through the competencies that fall under relationship, the domain of relationship management. Okay. And so that little piece of revision brings us to today's topic, dear professionals, the topic of inspirational leadership. Now, if you're listening and you have any sort of leadership going on at work, um, Perhaps you are leading on a project. Perhaps you're leading a group, a team, uh, a ragtag crew of savvy, under-motivated personnel. Um, I don't know. Perhaps you're leading something much broader uh, and organization-wide. Either way, whatever leading you're doing, the, the do part of this episode is what do I do um, that should really speak to you and should be something that you can immediately put into your practice at work, okay? Now, that being said, if you're currently not leading on something, do not worry, do not fear. Um, developing the skills that ultimately result in improving your leadership also just makes you better at relationships at work in general, full stop. So... While you might not specifically be doing that right now at work, first of all, it's always, it, it's, you know, it's never too early to start working on these things uh, or to start thinking about how you can, you know, turn that into a practice and, you know, make it habitual so that when the time does come, it doesn't feel like you have to make this sort of cataclysmic shift. Um, so, yeah, plenty of, uh, plenty of stuff in there for you as well. Um... I will also say in this bit here where we're contextualizing what we're talking about, I am not going to continue my usual habit of making sure that our language is aligned today. Um, and that's because inspirational leaders are, it's not a specific type per se, like some other ones are, some other types of leadership are. Um, each inspirational leader will have their own unique combination of, of strengths, um, and those strengths will motivate their unique, uh, the, the unique individuals that they're leading or the teams that they're leading in order to grapple with, um, you know, the, the goals that they have and, you know, to hold it all together. So I think the thing that's in common here. It's not specific, you have to have this trait. It's more um, 
there are a variety of, of traits to, to focus on and to hone, but there are some things that pop up over and over um, in, you know, that sort of find themselves in the middle of those Venn diagrams. Um, and as an example, one of those things is uh, inspirational leaders have to empower people. Also, inspirational leaders need to let go of the idea that you have to um, very tightly control everything and hold all of the cards very close to your chest because um, that approach to control and that approach to command is, is never going to get the, um, the sort of performance that you, that you want to see in your team, okay? Um, even though um, I'm telling you that there aren't specific traits that you need, um, you should consider ones that, people say things like um, traits that come naturally to you. I don't, I don't like that terminology, naturally. Um, I think, you know, a lot of things are learned behavior and things that are uh, reinforced over time, which means that either, you know, you can unlearn it or learn something new or add to it or whatever. So it's, it's much more, it's not just some natural innate thing. Um, I suppose we should say you need a few key strengths that come more easily or come more, uh, ones that come more comfortably to you are fine if you want to start there. And then you can sort of add to that as you, as you go along and you build up your style. Okay. Um, also, when you're thinking about how you want to shape which, which traits you want to work on, take into consideration your organization's uh, particular context and particular uh, pressure points. Um, and, and the same with uh, the team that you're leading or the people that you're leading. Um, because, again, this isn't a, a one-size-fits-all. And you know what? You might, you might do a bit of an assessment. I think inspirational leadership is not it right now. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll hold these things for a time when it act, when it's actually a better fit. So it really does depend on, on your context and um, other factors that are around you at work, not just you, okay? It's not all about you. This will come as a shock, a bit of an upset. Okay, so that's a bit of context setting around inspirational leadership. So let's think a little bit more specifically about why we should care about this thing. Why should we, why, what's this got to do with professional development anyway? Hmm? Right. Why should I aspire to inspire? Uh, that's a very good question. I suppose the very fact that you've clicked on this episode tells me that you at least give a clickable level of value uh, to the idea of inspiring others. So that's something, that's somewhere to start. You do recognize that it's, it's of some importance and it is of some use and some value to you. Um, but I suppose more specifically, uh, reasons for pursuing this style include um, the fact that inspirational leaders tend to be more productive themselves and because of that they tend to um, cause or encourage productivity in the people that they lead. So if you see yourself in a position of wanting or needing to up productivity, 
this might be some elements of, of inspirational leadership might be something for you to consider and pursue. Um, equally, I should say, to inspire someone is to make them want to do something or simply to make them feel they can do something. And if you're in a leadership position uh, and you find that change needs to happen, which is a fairly common work occurrence, isn't it? Change happens all the time at work. Um, but yeah, if you find yourself where, where change is, is on its way and you know that's going to that's, that's gonna take some, some careful, um, careful conversations, um, you know, an extraordinarily useful skill to have there is to be able to make those you're leading uh, participate in and, and buy in to that change, right? Um, so again, you, you might find it useful to hone and then deploy these, this, this kind of this, um, leadership style in that space specifically, and maybe not all the time. Um, I think, as I mentioned off the top, if you're, in, if you're not in a leadership nor management position uh, just now, or maybe you don't aspire to be, um, working on the sub-skills that we're going to talk about here, they ultimately will come together. They ultimately will coalesce to improve uh, your leadership. And they will, at the very least, help you to form stronger relationships with others. Um, and, you know, you will find even in, in exchanges where you're not particularly in the leadership position, you will, you will find it easier to, to function in those exchanges with these, with these skills, okay? So, we see value in inspirational leadership. What are we gonna do about it, professionals? What are we going to do? Hmm. I know what you're thinking, professionals. You're thinking, oh, I'd love to be an inspirational leader, but where do I begin? Um, yes, that's fair. You know, this would all be a lot easier if you were a dictator and everybody just did as they were told. I mean, I suppose aside from, you know, having some inner circle that's plotting your demise or at least your overthrow, um, so that they can take your sweet, sweet power for themselves. Other than that, and, and of course, other than the fact that um, being an autocrat means you're cut off from what's actually going on at any point in time, and then everybody lies to you, and, you know, they live in fear, and that sort of drives their actions, um, which means that you have to be hyper-paranoid and watch your back all the time. Maybe today we'll just stick with the, uh, the inspirational leadership approach. We'll just crack on with that for now, shall we? As I've already said, there isn't one specific list of, you know, the top five traits you need to, to be an inspirational leader. Um, however, as I've also said, there's some, some crossover uh, that we mustn't overlook. And so let us begin there. A few things to consider. For your consideration, number one, 
exemplify. Yes, professionals, you have to be the inspiration you want to see in the world of work, uh, which means you have to lead by example here. All right. You want accountability? Be accountable. You want integrity? Demonstrate it. Um, and what, I'm not I'm not doing the, you know, the all talk, no walk uh, argument uh, or a point of view here. I, I do not want this turning into you doing the work equivalent of telling people, I'm a nice guy. Oh, are you? Does it strike you as odd that you have to point that out to people? Um, chances are, if you are telling people what you are and they're not seeing it, maybe that's an indication that you're not that thing. So in the same vein... Rather than um, telling people about inspiration, be it, okay, or, or be the things that lead to it, right? Um, like I said, if you want accountability, be accountable. If you want integrity, you, gotta, you have to engage in things where people see that happening and they think to themselves, well, golly gee, that, that uh, let's think of a genderless name, that Jamie sure has integrity. That's what you want to do, okay? Um, if you want to see things like honesty and um, accountability, you have to show those things, all right? So, you know, if you're in meetings, you have to admit when things have gone a bit sideways. You have to, you have to be uh, open and vulnerable and, and talk about the part that you played in, in those things going sideways and how you're learning from it and how it's going to inform future action, all those kinds of things, Okay. You are looking to inspire those you lead to be honest, to be accountable, um, to have integrity. You're looking to inspire all those things by exemplifying that yourself. And when I say exemplify, I mean you're not telling people you're doing these things. People are able to notice, understand that's what's happening, and then take inspiration from your actions. Yeah? So... Do the work yourself. Be the inspiration you want to see. Um, I feel a song coming on. Do you feel a song coming on? Will we get demonetized? It's fine. I don't have any. I don't make any money from this anyway. Ready? Hit it. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. Uh, yeah, I should probably stop that. I'm gonna get taken down off Spotify. Because obviously it sounds exactly the same. Uh, right. So, yes. Number one, what we want to do is we want to make sure that we exemplify uh, the traits that we would like to see uh, coming out of our team. Okay? Okay. Number two. Include. Very important here. Those you are leading must have a say in what's happening in whatever it is you're leading on or whatever the you know collection of things are um and so those you're leading having a say means that you have to do a few things first of all one you have to actively include them and two you have to listen to them in the creation of those aims or desired outcomes or goals or vision or whatever whatever the point is of all this work nonsense that you get up to um you must include them. You must listen to them. All right. Why? Why is this important? 
why does this inclusion work so well? Well, uh, essentially it gives people the things that we, we desperately need to fulfill our basic psychological needs. Um, it provides the, the space, the opportunity to experience uh, autonomy, to experience competence, uh, to experience relatedness, right? Think about it, you're, you're giving people the chance to voice their opinions, to take part in discussion and decision-making, um, to voice concerns, to, um, to try out ideas. Um, you're, you're also giving them a chance to demonstrate knowledge that they have in the area. Uh, you're also encouraging a space where they get to, to share with others, with their colleagues, with their peers, right? That relatedness thing. Um, one word of warning, when you're including and listening, do not include, well, first of all, do not include and then not listen to people, but also do not include, listen to, and then not refer back to that, okay? You might want to start some of, um, you know, before, remember I was talking about change? If change, if change is happening, you might want to start a, a, a new shift a new movement uh, after you've had this discussion after you've had this inclusive discussion and you've listened to you've listened to the team you want to start with sentences like uh, we heard you say da 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 and so because of that we da 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 okay so draw those connections for them all right you don't want to first of all you don't want to include and not listen um, and also you want to be very um, deliberate about, about drawing those connections, yeah. It's really important. Um, another reason that being inclusive works so well with the team is because you get rid of blank space, the dreaded blank space. And I have talked about this before, maybe even recently, I think in the fear episode. If there's a blank space, us humans, we will fill that blank space full to the brim with our fears, with our worries, with our concerns, with our anxieties. But if you fill that space instead uh, with participation and contribution and uh, opportunity to, to share, then you turn that space into you know, a shape that is there because of that participation, right? And so it gets rid of the blankness, it gets rid of the, the, um, the fear of the unknown, all that kind of thing. You want to get rid of that, um, that blank space so that it doesn't, it doesn't cause you harm, well, you or your, your team. Y'all, so number three we have here is to connect. Okay, now I've said that there isn't a specific set of traits that you, you know, you really got to nail in order to have effective inspirational leadership. Um, and that, that still is the case. However, you know, since we're in the do section here and you sometimes you want, um, well, you want things you're able to, to action, but you also might want to look a little bit more deeply into what other people have said on this topic. Um, and that's fair enough. Um, I will give you something that you can do a little further. 
There is an organization that has that um, talks about inspirational leadership, and they have some stuff online. I think some of it's obviously behind a paywall, um, but uh, they are called Bain and Company. Okay. Anyway, this group, Bain and Company, they asked uh, survey recipients what inspired them about their colleagues, and they used the responses to compile a list of 33 traits, okay? Um, those 33 traits, they then organized into four different areas. The four different areas were, stroke R, developing inner resources, connecting with others, setting the tone, leading the team okay so if you if you wanted to look that up and get the full um the full list then that might be of some use to you um since we are focusing here on the domain of relationship management uh under the you know the ei umbrella Let's just have a, a wee wander, a wee look around the connecting with others section. And I'm sure you have come across this competency before. In fact, it might be uh, listed in the, the list of competencies that your current organization has. That was one of those great sort of meaningless word salad titles, connecting with others, shaping the future, delivering at pace. Um, yes. All right. Well, as you know, insipid as, as all those phrases have come to be, uh, we still recognize that, you know, we do well to engage in the, in the action that they demonstrate. And, um, indeed we, we do need to generate this skill. Okay. So let us stop making fun of those phrases and indeed, um, talk about connecting with others because it is indeed a skill. It's something you can improve. It's, you know, this innateness nonsense. Um, is, it's only holding you back. It's absolutely something you can, you can improve. Okay. No matter, you know, how much of it you already possess. So that being said, how do we connect with others exactly? Well, professionals, it takes uh, empathy, um, humility, trust. No surprises here. Um, you know, connecting with others means, um, okay, let's take empathy for a start. Empathy in having exchanges with others where you are, you're cons uh, consciously, I should say, you're consciously in that exchange, you're not distracted. Um, like think about the last time you were trying to talk to somebody, talk to a colleague and they were checking their phone or they were on their laptop as you were talking. It's just, it feels awful. It feels very, um, it feels the opposite of empathetic and uh, it feels disrespectful and it is no way to connect with anybody. So yes, you know, in your, in your um, pursuit of developing empathy, make sure that you are conscious in the exchanges that you're having. You were there in the present. Um, and listening and paying attention. Um, also, with empathy, making sh make make sure that you're you allow for the idea that multiple truths exist. Okay, that doesn't mean that you necessarily agree with the other with what the other person is saying. You just you appreciate that they very much feel 
that that is true as much as you feel that what you're saying is true and that's okay, we can still traverse the conversation in that space, all right? Um, that also means that you are less likely to dismiss their point of view um, just because it's different or you're less likely to deem it unimportant to you, okay? So yes, you want to make sure that you know, you've know you got your, your um, empathetic hat on when you are in exchanges, okay? The other one that I said, one of the other ones that I said was humility. I've actually, I did an episode on this um, last season called Be Humble, Dear Leader. And in that, um, I sort of went through the importance of and how to, again, sharpen your ability to, to demonstrate humility. Um, so I won't go through the whole thing again, but I will say uh, one of the things I pointed out was an assessment that was created by the researchers Owens, Johnson, and Mitchell. Um, and it's, you know, uh, basically a list of questions, questions like um, that you can, you can ask either of another person to assess whether or not they're humble or um, to assess yourself. So do I actively seek feedback even if it's critical? Questions like, um, can I admit when, can and do I admit when I don't know how to do something? Um, do I acknowledge when others have more knowledge and more skills? Do I say that? Do I compliment others? Stuff like that. Okay, so look that up, that um, Am I Humble assessment, uh, and or go back and listen to the, the episode that I did on being humble as a leader. Uh, what was the other one that I said? Trust. Yes. Uh, you know, all the usual suspects here, um, you know, be honest, keep your promises, um, keep your commitments and, you know, and, or if you, if you can't explain why you can't, um, be transparent in your work, you know, don't hoard information, don't keep secrets, don't sort of have that scarcity mindset where you keep it, again, this is playing the cards too close to the chest. Um, you cannot, nobody can trust you in those spaces, right? It makes it impossible to trust you when you do that. Um, again, let's let's not, you know, sort of engage in, in um, a polarized view of this, understanding the being transparent doesn't mean you tell everybody everything all the time. Like that's ridiculous. Um, and you need to have boundaries, but you know, the difference. Okay. Um, and if you don't know the difference, maybe you need to, to hire a coach to help you work on some of these issues. Um, so at the risk of making this particular section of the dues a little bit too lengthy, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just call it there. Um, make sure that you have empathy, um, humility and trust. Make sure you have those, those things in constant development, uh, so that you can connect with others so that you can connect with, uh, the group of people that you are leading. Okay. That's number three. And you'll be pleased to know that is all the things you need to do to be an inspirational leader um, or to engage in inspirational leadership even. Uh, okay, no, that isn't all the things. Um, 
but like I said, we're not trying to go through a list of specific traits and talk about how to achieve each one, right? We just want to make sure a couple of foundational things are being worked on here. Uh, you want to exemplify uh, the kind of qualities that you were looking for in your team. You want to include people, right? Including, and that means listening. Um, and you want to connect. You want to connect with others uh, in the best possible way, okay? There you have it, easy peasy. A partial yet pertinent collection of actions that uh, you can take to begin your journey toward inspirational leadership and perhaps in due time uh, towards expert competence in relationship management and even emotional intelligence. You star you. Oh, you're doing great. Once again, I want to thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this episode on inspirational leadership today, professionals. Uh, I will put a question in this episode. So if you are using Spotify or um, a web browser, I think as well, if you just extend the description of the episode, then the question will pop up. And if you feel comfortable, you can answer the question. Again, nobody can see it except for me. I promise not to publish anything unless you say something rude stroke funny, in which case I absolutely will share that with um, the wider listening audience. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. As always, if you have found this episode to be helpful, useful, insightful, or even if you haven't, do share it on one of your social platforms. Maybe pop it up on LinkedIn, you know, that platform that none of us use because it's the you know, distillation of all the things we can't stand. Share it anyway. You never know who might benefit from it. Maybe share it with a, a colleague who needs to work on their emotional intelligence if yours is so tip-top that you find this beneath you. Um, I wish you a very pleasant week. I wish for you to have very skillful exchanges with colleagues and peers at work. And I look forward to seeing you again back here next time when we complete our mini-series on uh, relationship management. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.